<laughs> Welcome to Burning Also, when I'm looking at my phone, I'm not like sexting. I have notes. It'd be crazy if that's what I thought. <laughs> You've been, are you a big sexter? I can. When I was like in long distance and in puppy dog phase. I'm a zero, I'm a zero sexter. It's not my, that's not my jam. What happened to you at a younger age? You know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. I, I used to be on AIM and I would like, I, 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 I met someone. I was like 13. <gasps> I met someone on a chat room. Who knows what it was? And we were like sexting. Uh, like, and I'm, I mean, really clunky. Yes. Like I remember once around the holidays, I just remember at one point, just like her saying something about like, oh, my candy, putting the candy cane on my, if it was a her. Pussy. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but then one day I logged on and there was another account. My account was uh, Mama Mia A2O cause I saw Mama Mia on Broadway and I and- had a great time. <laughs> and, and the account was like, f- as, did you accept a message from fuck Mama Mia A2O? And I was like, Oh, what's this? And it was like, I'm the brother of this, the person you've been sexting. And if I ever hear from him, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I like closed the laptop. And I remember I'm 13 years old. Just my heart like, you know, when you close the laptop and you're like, did that make it go away? Is this world over? Is that person gone? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's the reason. But I do have a suspicion that something about that made me go, you know what? Sexting is. You're uh, like, and I haven't been able to come since. So. No, but that kind of stuff traumatizes you. You're gonna say, "What do you say?" I don't talk like like with sexting. Like I'm not, I'm not cock. I don't say cock. And penis is too clinical. Dick, dick is is too cat. I don't, I don't know what like. It's a creative journey. It's not a science. And I always say with sexting, it's about the adjectives. About it's about the fill in words. You have to write like you're writing an essay that has to hit a certain amount of words. If you're just like, I want you, I want to touch your dick. No. You want to touch what kind of dick? How how big? What how kind of pulsating? Dick? How whatever? Do you do tell your fiance? Like, <laughs> I'd like a dick that's <laughs> slightly different than yours. I think. Describe the dick you want, but you manifest the dick you want, not the dick you have. How, how long of things are you writing? You're writing like I want. It's just descriptive. You just have to be very descriptive. I like even my hand, like the kind of like my soft hand on your heart pulsating whatever like that's what it is oh my god it's not about cocker or, or schlong schlong that's schlong what i good. would say but schlong's too funny but i do have to say i have that with watching porn with my fiance we can't watch it because we just start laughing really yeah we tried recently first my girlfriend said you know you wanted me to search so i did my usual search which is uh, women who look like my girlfriend <laughs> And and then I I gave it to her, and then like three hours later, she had narrowed it down to like five categories. And I was like, "Honey, it's getting late. We need to pick this." The picking is hard because I also was like, "You go," but then you're gonna get jealous. Then he's like, "Whatever you want," and then I'm feeling like he's gonna judge me for what I want. And then we click something random and just started laughing. And I was like, "I can't fucking do this." (laughs) But anyway. We have a very special guest on today. Hello. You're so perfect for this for many reasons. That's amazing. It took you so long to have me then. I, it is. But I mean, I was waiting for your TikTok to get a little bigger. And uh, um, I know I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but I have a, noticed. We know the game. You have you have great momentum right now. And I felt like our the devil has aligned you to sit here today. John Marco Ceresi. Hello. Did I say it right? You're writing a little theater flair. I know. You I did, did, you I did spirit fingers. You're Italian. I'm half Sicilian. Half Sicilian? I'm Sicilian too, somewhere in there. You're half something too? I don't know if I'm half. Okay. I don't know how Italian I am. My dad raised me to think I was 100%. What's with, even if you're like 5% Italian, you love being Italian. Like I told everyone I was full Italian when I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. That's why I say on stage, my dad's a quarter Italian, which makes me 100% Italian. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the math really of it. It's so fucking funny. But I want to get some hot goss just initially because you are one of the hardest working and funniest comedians out there, in my opinion, IMO. And I'm not just trying to suck up to you because you have done so many things from acting to voiceover to writing, blah, blah, blah. And also when I see you at certain clubs, other comics are talking about dick jokes and you're literally on your laptop. Who knows? Putting together a <laughs> script. Who knows? Something more important. You're at the porn search for that night from <laughs> You're never doing actual work on your laptop. You're just like, how to talk to other comedians. Uh, but I want to know the hot goss. You starred in Hustlers. Start. <laughs> Start. 
I, my role was man in glasses. You that had lines role. and a full. I had a line. You had a line and it was a good one. You were one of the guys that got drugged by Jennifer no, Lopez. No, I said no. They were trying to drug me. Oh. And I said, my line was, I'm sorry, I have an early morning. Which. Did she not drag you with, out at the end? No, she tried to give me a shot. And I was like, I'm sorry, I have an early morning. And then I left the bar. Okay. Which, no way. I love how there's so much motive behind your character. Why did he do that? What was happening oh, in his I, life? Oh, I had it all. I had like my <laughs> whole, like, I, I, I mean, I was myself. It was Man of Glasses. So I was like, I got to go on my laptop and work on stand-up. Yes. That's what was going through my head. Perfect. And you were great in it. I initially was like, oh my God, it's my friend. But this was like a blockbuster. This was like one of the biggest movies at the time. What was it like getting the role, filming it? What was Jennifer Lopez like? Give us the tea. I mean, it was no callback, one audition. So it was like, I found out like two months after I auditioned. So I was in a Starbucks <laughs> by, by the Grizzly Pear at, that, at the time. And uh, I didn't know how big it was going to be, but I guess J-Lo was very exciting. And it was one of those, they called me at 10 a.m. I don't think we shot until 1.13 a.m. in the, the next, you know, the next day. Shut the fuck up. Everyone was tired. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, people were getting cranky oh. and I think like J-Lo had to do a lot of costume changes that day uh-huh. so people were nervous she's, she's such a big star yes everyone just doesn't want to upset her but she was nice she came in she like sat stood right next to me her thigh was pushing up against my thigh I didn't know if it was like it was cramped or she was like doing the character like she was like or she was trying to fuck me. you maybe trying to fuck me this was pre, pre-Ben Affleck yeah and um <laughs> After like 30 minutes, there was that awkward thing with like super famous people where she's like, hi, I'm Jennifer. And I pretend like, J- Jennifer, you said? I'm John Marco. <laughs> was, it, was it Jay? Was it Jennifer? And uh, and then we did like two takes. It happened so fast. You, All I wanted was someone to say, hey, good job. That's all I wanted was someone to be like, you got it. Yeah. But no one said anything to me. I was just excused. And I was praying I didn't get cut. I mean, that is a line that could get cut easily. Yeah. And I brought a date to watch the movie. I went on a first date <gasps> and we went to Nighthawk. So you Hawk. don't know till you see it. You're, you don't get messaged like, hey, you're good. It was, no, I didn't. I didn't know if I was in it. And I just, it was very corny to bring a date to a movie that I'm in, but mm-hmm. it's very brief. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was. I think she found it quite lame. <laughs> I, uh, so, but I was in it. I was in it. I've done it a couple times on a plane. Someone's been next to me watching Hustlers. <gasps> and I went like, right as it happened, I was like, hey. But I'm wearing the masks. So they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I take off the mask. I'm like, and then the airline attends like, put the mask back on. And I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to. And then you get kicked get a off the plane. Points. Oh, my gosh. So J-Lo has an, um, a powerful big dick energy to her. Yes, she's just a star. I mean, you can't tell whether you're putting it on the person. Yeah. But when she walked in the room, I mean, she's just like stunning. Yeah. And she's a woman. Yeah. And she's tall and she was wearing a great outfit and it was quite a thing. Yeah. And she was like all over you in the scene, which is. Yeah. And I had to say no. I kept trying to improvise. Like, what if we rewrote and I went home with them? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, so right now, where where is your focus in terms of content creation? Because unfortunately, you're one of those people that are talented in a wide array of things, from acting to musical theater to comedy to writing. You don't want to half-ass a hundred things. So where are, is your well, focus the right now? Is, the singing is dead. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been booked to sing three times in my whole life since I graduated from musical theater. Yep. And they've all been for my grandparents' funeral. <laughs> and it's sad because it means I only have one concert left. <laughs> I'm, and it's my farewell And it's your tour. mom that keeps booking you. Yeah, 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 yeah. She says I'm a nice reminder. This thing's worse than death. <laughs> um, so singing is done. You're killing it. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm focusing on stand-up. I want to be great at, at something. That's all I want. That's mm-hmm. all I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. At first, I was it was musical theater. I was going to be, I was like, I'm going to be the greatest singer. I'm going to be as good as Pavarotti. I mean, in my head, in my head, I was like, as good as Pavarotti, mm-hmm. uh, even though I didn't really like opera. <laughs> and then I used to sing, I used to sing like three hours a day, like not even in a good way, overtraining. We've talked about this. Yeah. You did sports. I did singing. Yeah. And I would spend three hours a day in college in a practice room. And I hit like my biological limit. The same way people hit their limit in like sports, there's yeah. a limit of like... I keep referencing our podcast, yeah. The Downside. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was on The Downside. Please listen. It was an epic episode. We talked about sports. I think we're both like 
were both ambitious people and was singing. I was like, I'm going to be the greatest singer. And then that kind of went away. I became, I'm going to be the greatest actor. And I, I don't think I have the talent. And then I, I finally hit stand up, and it was just one of those areas. I'm like, oh, I think I can be great at this. And I don't know if I, f- if it's just another thing I'm going to fail out in a couple of years and mm-hmm. then move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think stand up's the thing. But I also think that your experience in musical theater and acting has made you into kind of the special stand up that sure. you are. And you also had a pretty cool like New York City accomplishment in stand up where you got passed at the Comedy Cellar. I passed at the Comedy Cellar. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you, you, the moment you get past you, all you're nervous about is, am I ever going to get spots there again? Well, I heard week. the most nerve wracking moment is like the first three weeks after you get past. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what they say. And then you get to the fourth week and you go, Oh, this is just as bad as the first three. <laughs> and so, you know, it goes in waves. Now I think the only solution to the anxiety of being overly dependent on these places is immediately the moment you get somewhere trying to be too busy for that thing. Mm. So now I'm like, oh, I want to be busy on the road, headlining, mm-hmm. so much so that 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 the sellers, oh, sure, if I'm around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that helps sometimes. It also prevents you from ever enjoying any one accomplishment. That is kind of my fucked up situation where, so you know sometimes you can't stop obsessing over something that's pissing you off or you're upset about? The only way I can ever move on is to get upset about something else. Yes. Because your your brain is stimulated by negative emotions. So you just, it's like when you can't get over an ex, find someone new that you can't get over and you'll get over that other ex. Mm-hmm. So that was toxic advice that we're just throwing out on the pod. But you gotta, I don't know, I'm trying to deal with, I have bad envy. I have bad envy. Ooh. And I realized recently, especially getting past the cellar, where it was like, I'm on more and more shows where, I mean, this is arrogant to say, where I'm not going to be the best one on the show. Mm-hmm. Or or everyone on the show is a killer. Mm-hmm. And I realized I have to figure out a way to respond to seeing good comedians other than, mm-hmm. oh, I'm <laughs> everything I've ever done is worthless. My, yeah. my jokes are terrible. I have to fix it. And because, that is a very black and white way of thinking from yeah. like, I'm the greatest to being like, I'm the worst who ever did stand up. Yeah, yeah. And... And I realized, I thought about my favorite comedians, whether it be like Jesselnik or John Mulaney. And I was like, oh, well, they're on lineups where everyone's amazing. Mm-hmm. And they're still amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to talk to yourself like a child to yeah. work through childish you emotions. Reparent yourself. What would you want yeah, a good yeah, parent to say? for the first time, dear God. <laughs> but I also think what I always tell myself, because I have a weird, like, false sense of confidence, even in situations that I shouldn't, where I'm very, like, well, I'm me. Mm. And I think especially, I think you have a very specific voice on stage that is unique. So it's like, yeah, some people might like that color sweater, but it's not my color sweater. Yes, yes. I don't know why I went to fashion, but. You you, you have false confidence? I am, I am like, I joke like I have reverse biodysmorphia. I think everyone wants to fuck me. Like I just, I am overconfident in some, but I'm like very underconfident in other situations. But like first time I did stand up was like in front of 300 people. I did 10 minutes, which yeah. like that's just not OK. Sure. But like no one told me not to. So I was just like, uh-huh. yeah, but you but I feel like you like respect, you know, obviously you've had this like jump. You're <laughs> headlining these clubs. But I feel like I see you doing <laughs> shitty shows with me. Oh, <laughs> And like we've that's done, the sign of the thing. We've bonded on the same the shows. Sign of the yes. thing is like, are you willing to do? Well, I mean, we just saw this thing with Ti at the Barclays Center. I don't know if you're trying to get him on the pod. Did you see this? No. So Ti is uses a rapper. Yes. He's been getting into stand up. Wait. He, oh, continue. Oh yeah. So he's been, he's been going on up in L.A. and of course because he's Ti, he goes up at the comedy sure. store and he's like blowing the light like crazy. Ah. There's someone got this picture where someone snuck behind the curtain to like grab at him like please get off stage because he was going 20 minutes yeah, over Yeah, and he's whatever. not like Chris Rock. Yeah. Earned- yeah, it's it's not like that. Like yeah. that's that's Chris Rock. That's yeah. the highest level. Like the audience loves that Chris Rock is doing an hour on a Wednesday night show. Yeah, and even at the comedy store like Everyone in the main room are stars. Mm-hmm. So, so Ti was doing that. He did some open mics. He got some kind of tussle. Some comedian <laughs> made fun of him for or said address the sexual abuse allegations against him, and he snapped at them. But bottom line, he recently performed at the Barclays Center on like a big showcase show, and he got booed. 
and he got booed because it was bad. He was in LA. People were laughing. He's famous, blah, blah, blah. And then Barclays, they booed and it was just beautiful. It's just beautiful to see someone get their comeuppance. That is amazing. And yes, you're right. There's a difference. I think I very early on was have a lot of friend had a lot of friends in stand up who told me like if you want to get into this like we actually believe that you have like a natural skill but you need to fucking grind you need to I was told once never say no to a show yeah. and I've like lived my life by that unless I'm like traveling I will always say yes to a show good good and I've I feel like I have that confidence where I'm like if I put in the work in this particular thing in my life, I believe in myself. Where there's other things, similar to how you're talking about singing, like tennis, I would train insane amounts and I would still not believe in myself on the court. And I feel like it's kind of just the universe being like some things you're meant to do. Well, that's why I think comedy is tricky because like you perform sometimes for shows where maybe no one knows you and then you perform on the road. You might have a lot of fans there. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's got to be tough because it would be like if you played tennis and sometimes you played against a fan who let you win. Mm -hmm. It's like how do you know to get better? How do you It's tough. Well, that's why like during the week I am doing all the small shows and that's when you know jokes that other people were laughing at aren't hitting with this audience and yeah, you go, yeah, yeah. they're not a bad audience. They're actually just like, that's where the weakness is. This is why I've, I've avoided having any kind of fans. Yes. And I, I plan to keep on that <laughs> so I can keep the comedy but strong. But also sometimes it's weird when you go on stage, the first couple minutes are kind of just staring at you. Yeah. And they're not like consuming it. They're just like, oh, that's the girl we saw on a TV. Sure. So it gets awkward. And and then like, it's an hour. Like people aren't going to suck my dick for a whole hour. Yeah, dick yeah, sucking yeah. for an hour is exhausting. Uh-huh. So I kind of, and I also have that kind of um, chip on my shoulder where I'm like, it's easy for people to be like, oh, well, she has followers. So she's getting people. So I have that chip on my shoulder where it's like, I want to actually be fucking good at this, good. Um, which is my own, my own issues yeah. um, that I'm working through. But I also think with you, you've been taking advantage of social media and recently blown up because it's, you're not like you didn't discover something new to make you like way funnier in comedy. This year you've been popping off on TikTok. Mm. Have you enjoyed being on social media? It's ex- it's a little exhausting now, mm. but it's paying the bills. Mm. Facebook, Facebook, Snapchat even, oh. YouTube. Oh. I think I think what benefited me is I wrote a lot. So I had a big backlog of, of very pure jokes. Yes. And so when quarantine hit, I didn't invent the TikTok style of just front facing, say a joke with the captions, mm-hmm. but I had a wealth of yes. jokes to do that I'm still getting through. Yes. And so uh, those started popping off. And then I started realizing as Instagram came out with reels and Facebook and Snapchat and YouTube shorts that it was like, I thought, I realized, you know how Seinfeld went to Hulu, they made $500 million. And it went to Netflix. And made another, I was like, oh, this is my content library. And I can just, every time there's a new platform, I can just move this to that platform. I don't have to do anything. And I, I just get to get all the spoils of but a new audience. But it's also like that's work you had put in that you didn't really know what to do yet. Or you thought it was just like, oh, I'm just writing to write. Like it's like I had I had six years of tweets that I started to look through. Them and I was like, that's a TikTok. I just I just went through. This is so great. Wait, your tweets are so full, fucking I went funny. Through, oh, that's, I went through a full. I went through all of them. I downloaded that's what like you the have archive. To do. And, and it took months to get through this fucking and thing. And you canceled yourself a couple times. I canceled myself a couple <laughs> times. I don't have too many. My tweets are more embarrassing of like my actor days where I was very sincere. And I was like, a lot of like, come see my fringe play and how oh amazing things are. I was so sincere. There is a joke with the actor community where actors are like they do that that you know breath in <laughs> they breathe <laughs> that's how that's how cruel comedians are actors always with actors are fucking in and out and in and out it's like we get it you fucking act but they go and they're like i'm going to be a star where i feel like comics are like oh that was fucking horrible even if they like yeah. murder how have you navigated the mindset of sometimes actors like kind of believing they're all that and they just haven't gotten the right shot to comics who they think they're they all suck and they're trying their best we're allergic to sincerity which makes it challenging because obviously we love it or we don't want to feel real feelings where actors are all about feelings absolutely but comics they're willing to put themselves through one of the worst lives ever so they do <laughs> love it 
And if sometimes you see people hating on comedy, and I hate on it too, where you're like, but you love this thing. You're lying. It's all you're you lying. have. You're lying. It's all you have. And uh, comedians will always shit on actors. Yes. And then they, they will drop their whole stand-up career the moment they get a shitty yes, they will. small role in a sitcom, and they'll be awful at it because they don't know how to act. Comedians love dismissing good acting. Yeah. Like comedians aren't notoriously for being some of the worst actors. <laughs> or they'll be like, I act every night. I'm on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> but I love that you break the mold. You, ha- everyone has to follow him on Twitter. Like my fiance and I send your tweets to each other because we're both That's comics, so and you have some very niche comedy I jokes do, that I people do. they will do well, but like the masses are not appreciating. <laughs> I know. You said, "Oh my God!" After the Jill wait, Jill Wada, the um, Will Jada thing, you were like canceling my roast battle with Jada Pinkett Smith. I cried. I cried out loud. Thank you. Are you ever afraid, though, that you're too niche? Or you made, like, some JFL joke? I made a JFL joke. No, I think you you have to do a couple niche. But, yes, there is a shift where you're like, oh, I need to stop uh, posting friend comics to... laugh. Yeah, that, that's not my audience. Yeah. My friends have never paid to see me. <laughs> Not once. You're like, they're not, might get one repost from my friend Bob, who he's not doing well, you know? So like that, that is definitely a shift in approach Uh because you want comedians to like you. Mm -hmm. What do they say about the great comic stories? Like, oh, they're the comedians, comedians. Comics, comics. But a lot of comics, comics are not the ones making the most money. That's true. That's true. Which is part of being an artist, you know? But I think it's, it's fine to have a little niche here and there. Where I'm obsessed with it. Uh, Yeah, it's fun. What is your level of um, anxiety and depression? How are we? What's going on? Um, it's gotten better. I, I, I've never taken antidepressant. I tried Lexapro. I, yeah, I have depression and anxiety. Yes. Bad sleep problems, terrible mm. sleep. Uh, uh, and then, I feel like that's kind of your look. That's kind of my look? That's yeah, your, yeah. Like, I get a lot of comments like, are you okay? <laughs> I, I get all these comments all the time. I'm like, I don't know. What to do. Yeah, I'm tired. Like, That's not helping like, for sure. Tired and disheveled is kind of your vibe, I yes, feel like. Yes, I've embraced that. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's tough because my girlfriend has these night terrors <gasps> now. And so it's like sleep is just a nightmare. Or you just... You just decide we don't sleep well and that's our thing like you're yelling i'm in my head we do it together yeah oh you didn't get a good night's sleep huh and i'm like yeah she was screaming all night she <laughs> thought a murderer was under the bed and then i had anxiety about my career for three hours <laughs> i take ambien sometimes i take ambien which is lovely uh, do you I, ever tweet on ambien no i don't have that 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 like stay awake. You do might weird have to stuff. be a little drunk to do it. I had a friend during the Facebook days who like in the morning we'd be like, she was on Ambien last night on Facebook and we need to do some damage control. Oh my God. Like just saying random shit to people. I'm and- always terrified that I'm going to die in my sleep. So I take very little amounts. What is there a better way to die than in your sleep? Yeah. Is that I how feel- you want to die? Maybe. Uh, sometimes the onstage death sounds pretty cool. Oh, like while you're performing? Yeah, yeah. I there was this one comic, Heather. Heather, she you watched her faint on TV. I mean, on a video. Oh, she passes out, falls backwards. She faints and like hit hit her head, and it was like so scary. And my OCD was like, "Don't see this. Yeah, Don't see this. Yeah. I'd be scared of it. Don't see it." <laughs> um, I would like it to be. I finish standing ovation. I jump to do a crowd surf. And as I leap in the air, die. And so they're just <laughs> carrying my dead body for like a long time. And inside they're like, when is he going to tell us, like, you know, bring me back to the stage? But no. So, yes, I would like my corpse to be crowd surfed mm-hmm. and to die that way. Have you ever crowd surfed? No. It's very cool. I'm I think it's boring. tough for women. I think it's tough for Gets women because handsy. every guy's like, Gets a little handsy. People <laughs> guiding you by your tits. And ass. Oh, God. Yeah. I was, I watched a documentary speaking of on a flight of, um, what was that? One of these old festivals where they're just like, the women, everyone was assaulted. The whole festival. Sure. Because you're, just, everyone's drunk and then they're just carrying you around. And it's, it's a scary time out here. So, uh, depression, anxiety. <laughs> Uh, I'm always like, I'm always keeping my ear to the ground. Do I need uh, antidepressants? But I'm doing okay. The problem is I'm very functional. I might be very depressed. But like, I'm always, I'm never not going to go to the gym. I'm never not going to like 
I'm not going to sit on the couch. Something in me goes like, you got to do. So even though you something. have no sleep, you'll be able to get up. Yeah. Oh, so you that anxiety, the anxiety is, is, you. is keeps me go. I mean, you are it's very real fit. Balance. You're very fit. You almost look like um, a cross country star. Really? Oh, thank yeah. You. I, I can't or like one of those shit. guys that jump over the the beam. Uh, oh, yes, I like that. A decathlete. A decathlete. Decathlete. That was very. It's a thing. I, I believe you. You know <laughs> the athletics. I've never been athletic. It was later in life I got in shape. And, That's good. Uh, it, I what happened? I did P90X in college, mm. which was great. But then I I started like losing it a little bit and then i had a uh, uh, my roommate a gay friend of mine that i went to college with i walk around in my underwear a lot i'm like a borderline nudist in that, in that way <laughs> and uh the second you get home you have to strip and i i yeah 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 oh i'm, I'm definitely god and once i have curtains no more no more clothes <laughs> and my roommate i said to him i don't know why i may i may have like maybe there was a video or something but i said to him i said uh i'm in good shape right and he couldn't respond. And I went to my room and I cried and cried. And I'm like, this is like 23. And uh, <laughs> and then he came in and he was like, listen, you're not in bad shape. It's just that, you know, if, if I mean, he it felt, and I don't think he was being cruel. No. I think he was being a good friend. He was being honest. He was, he was like, if you think you're in like good shape, you're not, not which is fine. Mm -hmm. But but just here's the reality compared mm -hmm. to what you think is going on. Mm -hmm. Like I do Barry's boot camp mm -hmm. where there's a lot of gay guys who are in amazing shape. Yes. And it's kind of funny because like I didn't bully gay people in high school, but I imagine they were bullied in high school and now mm -hmm. they get to bully all these out of shape straight guys. <laughs> like run faster. You're They're just fucking like, ill. <laughs> but you see, I mean, I cannot get over when you see these pictures from Fire Island and it's like 50 of the same gay guy. Abercrombie and fish models. Because I'm like, I'm like, what happens if you put on a little weight? Do they say, hey, you, no, you're not a lot invited of this weekend anymore? There's a lot of pressure. Because we all wanted to fuck and no one wants to fuck you anymore. But I mean, I guess there are some guys that are attracted to like bigger guys or thin guys. Of course. That is, that is there. But I do know that I feel like the bar is so low for a straight guy to be considered hot in the straight community. Sure, sure. So for a, from a gay man's gaze, you were subpar. But for a girl, they probably were like, he's he did, he's hot. Sure. And thank God. <laughs> and you're tall. Thank God. You're tall. You don't have to do shit. You don't even have to have a personality. I don't know if that's 100% true. I, I've been saying, I think like, uh, first of all, I like never really hit on women. I'm not, I'm not very, I, I'm very shy in that way. Mm. And the women who would hit on me like outright would be the tallest women you've ever seen. Mm. And you're, I should have been a, a WNBA recruiter because <laughs> I'd walk around and the tallest women would, would see me like finally, finally mm. a tall man. Yeah. And so every time I went out, you'd see me and like three tall women hitting on me. Like the, mosquitoes to a light. Yeah. Someone from Guinness world records seeing which one was the tallest. <laughs> But, and that's never been like, I've never been, uh, uh, I was going to say tall queen. <laughs> like I've never mm -hmm. been in, I've never been like, oh, I want a tall. Mm -hmm. Some guys are, you know how they say men are either like legs guy, mm -hmm. butt guy or boobs guy. And I know mm -hmm. it's offensive to minimize men like that. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> uh, I've never, like my dad's a legs. Like he talks, he talks about legs. Yeah. He's like, oh, she's got legs for days. <laughs> Cause that's how you have to measure legs and days. Sounds like a deformity to be like, oh my God, he's got legs for feet. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Okay, wait. And But you're in a relationship now. I am. I am. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a girlfriend guy. How did, how did you approach her? Once again, like this is, this is like where it wasn't like an outgoing thing. It was like it was COVID. I moved to the, the Lower East Side. Mm -hmm. She happened to move around the corner mm -hmm. and... I went to her place. We had a mutual friend. She was giving away shit that the last apartment owner had left behind. And oh. so I took it. And then we were just in the we COVID. We love an estate sale. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were just in the COVID like bubble. Every night we're hanging out to watch movies. Very horny. Yeah. And then like a lot of like sitting next to each other. And like one of those things of like, does she know her foot's on my dick? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, probably. 
probably she's conscious of that. Oh, that's hot flirting. I used to do that with an old roommate. We'd be like watching something. And I'd like put my head on his shoulder. But straight guys are stupid. So they're kind of like, oh, she's really tired. <laughs> I, I once was on a date where it was like it was clear. It was clear this date was was to have sex. Yeah. And I remember like after the whole dinner and drinks, I put my hand on her leg and she was like, finally. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's how bad I am at this. And she was like, Jesus Christ, God. Because she doesn't want to have to slow. force you. That's that, but that was my, my, I would be like, all right, the knee, we're taking <laughs> knees, does she move? Like, that's, that's my only you radar. You overanalyzing it. I was slow, it. slow, 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 slow. <laughs> slow. So you basically were like, do you want to lose a lot of nights of sleep with me? And she was like, yes, absolutely. She, I mean, she was the one, I mean, her night terrors used to be so much worse. Really? We have an app that records them. Well, she was mugged. Oh. At, uh, she got night so she was mugged at knife point, which is how we met. And uh, that's his joke. But <laughs> uh, she she was mugged. She fought. She she fought the mugger off. She got her phone back. The mugger took her phone. She chased after him. Got the phone back. Went off. And uh, I think it's a New York thing. She doesn't have night terrors on the plane if she's sleeping. Hmm. We were just in Memphis with her family. Didn't really have night terrors then. So I think it's related to like New York. That and makes sense. She'll wake up, and like sometimes it's uh, uh, emergency. Like she'll be like, oh, "What was that? What was that?" But then sometimes she wakes up and she says like shit about me, mm. like just mean stuff about me, like complaining, like I didn't listen to her, or I told you, or we're late because of this. Uh-huh. It's coming from her subconscious, so you know. So she, she like, so she's not conscious in it. Oh, so it's no. like she's drunk and telling you her innermost feelings. But her eyes will open, so she'll be like, "I fucking told you." Fuck, fuck. <laughs> well, that's really and good. And I just, I just sit there and I just watch it because she's not going to remember it. And I just kind of watch it. I'm like, yeah, I know, baby. It's okay. Oh. It's okay. She'll get scared about her glasses. She's woken up. We're like, she's so scared she can't see without her glasses. Yeah. So she like wakes up and she's like hidden her glasses in her in her panties. Because she's like scared someone would take it. Yeah. So just all sorts of weird. It's basically whatever you're dreaming, she's almost like doing it. Because like we all have dreams where you're like frustrated with someone and you say shit to them. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's acting it out. And what's weird is you can't, it, it must be a little hard on the relationship sometimes because you can't be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. I think like sometimes in the recording, especially early on, you'd hear me be very sweet. And I'm like, it's okay, baby. It's okay, baby. Yeah, and then like <laughs> on like a bad night, or if I'm like going on the road the next day, You're I'm like, like not I'm today. Like, I'm like, God, <laughs> fuck Tova, fuck, God damn it, and uh, that's not good. But it's a lot. It's no, tough. I know. Well, uh, like it's like someone who snores that causes. Oh, she snores too. It's that a causes lot. This drama. is a fucking nightmare to sleep next to. <laughs> but. It, Society has normalized if you're in love, you have to sleep. Even though you're unconscious, you have to sleep in the same room. I agree. And she, there's been a couple of times we live so close to each other mm-hmm. that the night tours used to be a lot worse. They have gotten way better. Mm-hmm. But there was a couple of times where I would say like, sweetheart, I'm going to go home. And again, she doesn't remember any of this, but then she would like kind of be awake and get very sad and crying and blah, 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 blah. And then she'd forget it all the next day. And so, you can't wake her out of it because bad things happen? I don't know. It's it's just is that like, a wives it'll tale? be worse. I think it's a wives tale. What's going to happen? It's like when you pull out like a like a, a memory card out of a computer. It's yeah. like, don't, don't, don't do it. You're like, but has anything ever happened? It's the same. <laughs> it's the same with waking someone up. I don't think it affects them. Does she ever get up and do stuff? She's like stood up and like moved again the glasses or like moved mm-hmm. a box here or there. Emma Wilman used to eat during her oh my god night walking. So she um, tied herself to her bed so she wouldn't eat peanut butter at night. Just peanut butter. Yeah, like just shoving peanut butter. With her hand? Did she do like really like... She said she'd wake up and her bed would be like a mess. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. And she like was trying to be fit too. So she was like, this is just not sure, helpful. Sure. Even though she was getting steps in at night. But <laughs> it it is interesting because like the nighttime does count as part of your relationship. But you could get real animosity towards someone in that kind of frustration. Like my fiance will get it. He doesn't like the sound of typing. So I'll be obviously doing emails in bed and he's like, <gasps> and I'm like, dude, I'm not going to go in another room when I'm in my comfortable position right now. Cause you don't like typing. It's hard. My girlfriend, she's also very good at falling asleep. And like, oh. I feel 
angry sometimes at how quickly, like I get jealous. There's a jealousy because sometimes mm -hmm. I, I cannot sleep. Mm -hmm. And those are the worst things. And it's also probably hard to sleep knowing that at any moment she could turn to Voldemort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Being like, is it going to happen? Okay, good. I mean, do you think your sleep reflects your level of stress? I think so. And like sometimes I try to remind myself like when I'm like feeling really depressed, I'm like, you're tired. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is. But I don't know what to do about it. I, I As I've gotten older, I start, I've started waking up earlier like on my own accord. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Only five hours of sleep. Yeah. But I'm someone who like I've probably averaged six and a half hours of sleep average for the last you decade. Coffee guy? What are you going to do? Big coffee guy. Big coffee guy. I, st I started uh, stopping at like 5 p.m. Okay. One day, I, one day I realized like a fucking moron. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have my last, my last coffee was 7 p.m. That was like my line. Yeah, you won't sleep. And then one day I was like, maybe I should <laughs> move this early. You're like, my line is 10 p.m. Don't force me. And, and you just drink espresso martinis. And I felt like a moron. I was yeah. like, of course you idiot. Yeah, but then it's also like you want to be productive. So it's like, are you less productive? It's a whole thing. But it's also interesting, like school, like if I have to sit, like that's why I don't see a lot of theater. If I see, if I had to sit for three hours, I will fall asleep. So I need oh. coffee before I go see a play. I'm, I'll have trouble falling asleep too. But if I'm in a moving vehicle, I turn into a literal baby and Des will get annoyed because we'll be like driving somewhere and he's like, you're not going to co have a conversation with me? And I'm like, <sighs> I do that. And he's like, you're the, the second, it an airplane, the second it moves, I'm like, <sighs> I tell my openers now, because, you know, they'll drive me somewhere. And yeah. I, I, and I tell them like, just so you know, on the way there, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. So and you're looking, then they're like, we're at the hotel. I'm like, if we're talking shit about comics, I'll be awake for that. <laughs> But if you ask me about like, like how does TikTok work, I'm going to be out. I'm going to be out. I feel like so there's fast. an understanding that if you're in that little Subaru or wherever you're going and there's three or four comics, anything that's said. Cars so crazy. It's, it's so crazy because you, I mean, you talk so much shit and then there's the realization where it's like, oh, people are talking shit about me on their car rides too. There's no yeah. way like I'm not part of other people's well, what I do is I try to subtly try to think of hear what they hear about if, but th if they throw it out about me, so you got to be subtle. You got to be like, oh yeah, well, oh yeah, what were they? What were saying what about heard? people like that? Said anything, something about you? I mean, I think the only like shit talking is people being like, oh Hannah, like is she for real? Kind of thing. Sure. And sure. which like I totally get. So I'm like keeping my finger on the pulse of of that. But then also you get to the point where you're like, you don't have to have people think you're for real or not. You don't have to. All, all that matters is that you keep getting better and yes. if you keep getting better people go that's that's one of the nice things about stand up where it's like if you do good jokes people can't deny that or real comedians can't deny that yeah we're gonna wrap this up with a final game that's gonna get a little darker Ooh, please it's called the seven deadly sins mm. seven deadly sins what are you greedy about I mean, when it comes to when it comes to listen, having a girlfriend, I'm trying to learn a lot of things mm -hmm. about giving, and uh, I'm very greedy. I'm just greedy about work. Mm -hmm. I'm greedy about work, and well, I was just visiting her family in Memphis, and it's it, it can be tough. Where like I did shows, that's greedy already. I wanted to do shows, so that's a little bit of greedy already. And then it's like, can I? Do I need to write that day? Mm -hmm. Do I need to listen back to the set that day? And I can be very greedy with time and uh, it's endless. I could work all day. Yeah. And and there's a balance between like, okay, Especially but I am in a Especially with content creation. It's like, there's no limit to how many videos you could create. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no limit to jo jokes you can write. And when you love doing it, you're like. <laughs> and I, I come from a, like a, a divorce, multiple divorce family. And like, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, acts of affection or love between these. I had no role models for that. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of like, can I g get a gift without it being, without a gun to my head, without mm -hmm. it being told? Can I can I go out of my way to think, oh, does this, so there's so a lot of that. And I'm, I'm learning. When uh, you say multiple divorce, what does that mean? My, my, my parents have both been divorced twice. Oh, wow. Um, and then on stage, I say my dad's been divorced four times because he had long relationships okay. that ended. Yeah, uh, and that's equally as hard as like a paper. Yeah, but definitely just no like no no functional. There was no witnessing of a functional relationship. They were all 
quite toxic. Yeah, which has made you very funny. Thank you. It's all worth it. Thanks, Dad. I do think a lot of comics have that kind of intimacy issue where they've gotten so good at instead of feeling the pain making it funny or instead of feeling the love or the lack of love making it funny. Yeah. And then that's why dating comics can be hard. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You're like, that's me. Um, Who are you envious of? Ugh. (laughs) I mean, so many comedians. But I feel like you're so different than the other comics. I want to smack you right now. Like, even if it's different, like... Like I'll just I'll just shout out to Daniel Simonson, yeah. who's an incredible comedian. But like, I remember he did my sketch team. We have a guest comic, and oh. he did the show. And I'm sitting backstage, and he's murdering. And it's so unique. He's so unique. He talks about just like him, like his social discomfort, yes. and like dives into it in this incredible way. And I'm backstage, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I I never talk about my social discomfort. I need. I need to get more introspective. I need to think. I need to dive more. And I'm, th- I'm like having a full-on crisis. Like, yeah. ugh, I talk about going to college for musical theater. <laughs> Who gives a flying fuck about that? But that gave you a kick in the ass to like rethink some shit. Sure. My therapist says all the time that it's such this mixed blessing because it's like that envy and the anxiety also uh, 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 forces me to work so much harder and yeah. better and become good. But at the same time, it makes me miserable. And I'm witnessing a great comic who someday will be hard to get tickets to. And I get to be there backstage. And he's a, he's a, but, he's a colleague. But don't you, would you ever think that he might watch you and your outgoingness? I never buy show, it. I never buy and it. And that he might be like, holy shit, I wish I could like bring the audience to that kind of excitement that that guy he does. He needs to tell me more. But, but that's, <laughs> when people tell me that, yeah. another one, Renan, Renan Hirschberg, who, mm-hmm. who's like just, just crushes. And he said to me the other day, he was just, we were talking about a, a callback for something. And he was like, oh, well, you'll, you'll probably get it. You, you're, you're a killer. or You do great or mm-hmm. something. And in my head, I was like, no, you don't like, you, you think I'm a hack though. In my head, I'm yeah. just like, I don't believe it. Yeah. It's tough. It's, yeah. it's hard. And it, it moves. I remember in the acting days where like I would trust a teacher. And when like there was a couple teachers in my life that if they told me good job, it would go right to my heart and I would get emotional. I'd feel like I believe them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard with comedy because we know we just no from coaches. the lies that we've told to people <laughs> that that we 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 barter in insincerity all the time and or you you respect it, but you don't actually like it. Like I think what you do admire, what you know is true, is when a comic goes like, you do well, and they're like, fuck you. Like if their response is is that same envy, and they're like, shit, that's what you, yes. that's, what you that's what you believe. Yes, it's like, like when, I you know get, that. when you get a gift and someone goes, oh my God, I love it, they hate it. But if they go, oh, you know, they yeah, really like yeah, it because it's a yeah. weird reaction. I was just thinking about that. Anyway. If I got off stage and John Mulaney was like, fuck you, yeah, fuck you, I'd be like, <laughs> yes. And that'll be on my website. Fuck you. John Mulaney says, go fuck yourself. Fuck your, go fuck yourself. I feel like the comics I love are the ones who are most different to me. Like, I love Rory Scovel. Uh-huh. He's one of my favorite people. And I watched a special being like, I could never go on stage and just say anal 20 times and for it to seem genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would be like, she's stupid. And so that's why I appreciate him. Or even fucking um, your favorite um, Jesselnick, like yeah. he's so different than me. And instead of like the envy, you're just like, holy shit, that's incredible that he does what he does. Well, let me ask, since you've listed men, see, I feel it feels easier for me to admire mm, women. That's a possibility. Like, well, I can't do that. That's a possibility. I do think. Do you ever feel envy? Who? I mean, I I feel envy in a way of like, oh, I know that's what I want to do because like. I, like for example Taylor Tomlinson is like killing it uh-huh. and we're good friends and I'm just like I'll literally just send to my manager I'd be like look what she did like like that's let's manifest some of that shit kind of thing and I feel lucky that I could I like talk to her about shit Wait, I think that's funny that you tell your manager let's manifest when you're like let's you get this fucking done for me <laughs> manifesting which means manifest let's send let's make some deals let's make some fucking deals (laughs) but i'm also very anti like looking at someone's career and copying it because i feel like totally like we don't even know the shit that can happen in our careers with like new technology and all that shit but no i felt a lot of envy with tennis 
lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like my dad would be like, why can't you play like that girl? And that shit would ruin me. So then I've like had to do a lot of work on envy. And also sometimes envy is just like changing the perspective. Like, I guess that's what I'm saying is you change the story in your head instead of being like, Daniel Simonson's a genius that I can never do. Be like, Daniel Simonson is a genius that does stuff I can never do because I'm really good at other things. <laughs> sure. I mean, you listen, you seem to, I think the tennis gave you such a, because you, I've heard you talk about it on my podcast, other podcasts. Yeah. You, you just seem to have it's a healthy a relationship for me. with, it's with that the sh- fucked up shit that i got through has helped me like have a better perspective on this also it's just for me now before i had all this other pressure of other people yeah and obviously we can put so much pressure on ourselves but i feel like a freedom i didn't have to mess up in tennis that i feel like i can mess up in comedy uh-huh, uh-huh. which sounds like painful and scary but no like- i think but i think that's like the artistic attitude because again there's there's this thing as as i go f- forward it's you want to explore and expand, and that means bombing sometimes. That means uh, taking risks that don't always pan out. Yeah, like and if, if, if I saw you stuck, bomb, oh wait, continue. Yeah, I could, I could kill a fifteen minute every time. I'm at that place where I have that fifteen minutes, but then, but then that's all you're doing, and so it is really hard to overcome. And I think it's hard at every level. Like I think Bill Burr who's you know thought of as one of the greatest comics alive right now like you'll see him go up and bomb and i don't think it's easier for him mm-hmm. maybe he has more assurance like people realize i'm great mm-hmm. so they know that this is not the best i can do mm-hmm. but it's still hard it's hard to have everyone having a great time and being like i'm going to make everyone have a worse time right now <laughs> and i am not going to do gonna i'm not going to do the best that i could do right now but it's it becomes cuz you know long term you have to work on that new material. Like I was about to say, if I saw you bomb, I'd be like, oh fuck, he's working on some new shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on that new shit. And I got to the point where my fiance, because he's a comic, started to tell me, he's like, if you're not bombing sometimes, you're not working. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sick of hearing you like doing well. It's like, yeah, no shit. You're doing your best 15 minutes sure. every time. Like who gives a fuck? And I think that's one of the problems with the comedy scene right now. I think there's so many comics. It's so competitive and clubs, you kind of have to kill or some clubs will just stop working you. And mm-hmm. I do think it's detrimental to the artistic process. There's, It does not feel like there's clubs these days. I mean, unless you're one of their favorites where you get to work there every night and they understand that you might even walk some people sometimes. They'll be like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. These clubs are like, you walked, we only had two audience members tonight. You walked them. Yeah. We had to close. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's in a tough place right now. I am, I'm fortunate that one of the places I work, one of the managers pulled me aside and they were like, hey, you, you don't be afraid to bomb. Because I think I was being like very perfectionist and they saw that I was like not trying. That's a good manager. That's very nice. And it w- and to have a club kind of be like, yo, it's all good. But obviously like one new person walks in or a comic you respect and then you're like, back to the it's the comics. It's the comics. The further you get, it's, it's like, I don't care about the audience. It's the comics. One comic walks in and like, they have to know. They must know. But meanwhile, they're just like running through their own set in their head and they haven't exactly. listened to anything. Exactly. I, now that I have openers, the, I think they get nervous if they do badly. I'm like, oh, brother, I was oh, not paying attention to a People will ask me set. like, oh, do you like that opener? I go, I've never heard any of my openers ever. I like if they're a good hang, and if and I, you could you could tell if the audience is like super disturbed after, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like pretty much, I I don't listen. What are you gluttonous about? What do you overindulge in? I mean, it's weird to think of like work as as gluttony, but I I I don't know. It feels like a cop out answer. That's one of those like, what's my fault? I'm too honest. Yeah. What's my gluttony? I'm just I like so organized. Hard. In school, were you a straight A student? Uh, I was like a, a a minus. Like I was like the <laughs> I was like the medium in the advanced classes. Yeah, I didn't care quite enough. Yeah, I'm gluttonous. I mean, I guess I I like to snack a lot, but it's oh. all healthy. What kind of healthy snacks? Like I'll have like a bag of baby carrots every day. That's adorable. Do you do like almonds? I do a lot of almonds. no salt. Unsalted. Yeah, unsalted. I'll do. I'll do. I'll do full like smokehouse barbecue. I'm like, this is the most unhealthy thing. You know when it, yeah. they put that shit outside it? Sure, sh- ooh, sure. Fuck me up. I've been getting so into frozen grapes. It like fucking rocks my world. I'm really into like ice. I used to eat snow cones plain. Oh, like if I will have a plain snow cone because I like the texture and mm-hmm. I like the cold to the melt. Mm-hmm. That's my jam. So you're that kid that was like licking the snow. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 
all, all the everyone snow cone people know having me. an athletic game of you know throwing snowballs and you're just like every snow cone person I go to I say can I have a plane and then I go how much and they go you can just have it and I give them <laughs> you know don't something. don't come back don't around come these back. parts okay really when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath so how is your is it something that you occasionally just blow up or all the time are you angry at you? I I am I'm a I mean, I'm a subway, like I'm the guy on the subway platform where if something happens, I will go, fuck, God, <laughs> fucking God, fucking damn it. And I realize I'm a big man. So sometimes yeah. people get scared. I, yeah. I, and I don't like to see people feel fear around me. Yeah. Uh, but recently I was, I was in Indianapolis. I was at a Helium Comedy Club mm-hmm. and I got a thrown out of a Starbucks. And I don't think I was yelling this time, but I felt like it was like a New Yorker moment where it was something where I thought I had used stars to buy like a fancy, expensive drink. I left- Wait, you are a Karen. Oh, God. Yes, sure. <laughs> no, but I was thrown out. Karens don't get thrown out. Karens get filmed and shamed online. <laughs> uh, uh, and... And it was like, like they, they said they used my stars, then they didn't. I went back to return the drink, essentially. And uh, they said, oh, we don't accept stars here. And I said, oh, well, I, I asked to use the stars. I wouldn't have gotten the drink if I didn't if I didn't ask and the barista was like no you didn't and I, I instinctively now you're calling me a liar I, exactly now you're me a liar instinctively I went yes I did and the other employee was like I am not gonna have you yell at my employees and that's when I felt like I'm not in New York anymore because yes. I did not that was yell. not a yell now now then <laughs> this is a road thing where I do think like I bring a new what's appropriate in New York is not appropriate everywhere else I was in an, an airport in Appleton and the airplane got delayed for the second time mm-hmm. and and I went fuck, and the, the the in an airport, and the the woman at the desk turned to me and went behave yourself, and she left. And then later, I'm like I'm like go to the gate to check into the new flight, and a police officer comes over, and I'm wearing my mask, thank God, because he goes, all right, so here's what's going to happen: if you have another outburst, I'm going to have you removed from this airport. If you resist, if you resist arrest, we will put you on the no-fly list, and you will never fly another United flight in your entire life. And I'm like, in my my soul, I'm like raging. Yeah. And I wanted to say something like, "Sorry, sir, I'm from New York, where you know we we express our anger rather than taking it out at home on our wives." And I didn't, I didn't. But it was it was a moment, you know, a moment where, and I've only had a couple of these moments in my life, thankfully, and and this is privilege, where I was like. This could fuck up my life really yeah. bad. Yeah. I need to calm down because my dad was a yeller. My dad mm-hmm. screamed at everything. He mm-hmm. lost it in public. He would take it out on waiters, which I don't do. Mm-hmm. Customer service, sometimes mm-hmm. I am one of those people. But I, lots of rage, lots of rage, lots of wrath. I love it because like your quick wittedness is so good for comedy, but could also you definitely get you on a no-fly list so yes. easily. But like when you get angry especially with comedy like I can tell an audience member like shut the fuck up in a funny way yeah. but once in a while you'll feel that anger come out there's nothing funny about it yeah. there's nothing funny about real anger and one of the earliest shows I ever did like a year in there was like some women like talking bad talking bad and some woman was heckling the whole show and at the end I said I hope you get hit by a car you fucking cunt and I, I felt the room go oh. <laughs> And it was so funny because no one cared about the I hope you get hit by a car, which is the violent thought. Everyone just cared that I called her a cunt. Yep. And which and in Europe is just normal. Just normal. It's what you call mm-hmm. your mom. Yeah. And and uh, so a lot of wrath, a lot of rage. I don't take it out on people too often, but like if the printer's broken and I feel free to like, mm-hmm. I, you'll hear me scream at a printer like fucking. Piece of fuck, I lose it. It's so funny because that is almost like therapy when when you're in a subway and it's and you hear someone just let it out. Everyone's like, yeah, like we high five to it. Where <laughs> once once I I was going to my therapist's office uh, at pre pandemic on 88th Street and the street was closed down for some reason. And the the police officer was like, you have to show a piece of mail proving you live here if you want to go in. And I was like, I have therapy. And they're like, sorry. And I, I, close to the police officers, again, wild privilege. I was like, fuck, God, fuck this, God, fucking city. Burn to the fucking ground, New York. And I turned to my right and my therapist was standing right there. And they're like, we're going to have to triple your session. I was like, how does that make you feel? (laughs) And uh, so it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of that. I don't know if I'm working on it. Do you have road rage? 
I don't drive. Thank God. I'm Thank God. Sure Thank I would. God. I'm sure I would. Thank goodness gracious. It's not good. It's not funny. It's not cute. Mm-hmm. And I know if I ever get more successful, like that will be the video. <laughs> I love that you got kicked out of a Starbucks. It's impressive. But then I wrote their social media and I got $15 free credit. So and that was worth it. How many times am I going to Indianapolis Starbucks? Go fuck yourself. I love your passion for stars as well. Um, when was the last time you were a sloth? So you let yourself sleep in, be lazy, not do anything, watch some Netflix. This is this is the one that my girlfriend would love for me to be more of a sloth, especially. Like do you judge her if she's a sloth? Uh huh. <laughs> we struggle with it. I mean, listen, I don't judge her. I mean, I love the she'll honesty. listen to this and then we will talk about this. But. No, occasionally, <laughs> my, like, my fiance would be like, You want to go for a walk? Yeah. I'm like, my fucking dog. And he's like, You've been lying here all day and you're wondering why you're depressed. And I'm like, Let me be depressed. Let me be depressed. Yeah. Like, you're actually worsening my depression because now I'm feeling judged. Sure. She feels that. She feels that from me. And, and I do think, here's, I think for me, I, when I was younger in high school, I was not, I did not do sports. I did, I would binge watch things. I would watch a lot of anime. I just have a cup of noodles, Diet Coke, and I would just spend Saturday nights like that. Mm-hmm. And I played video games and stuff. And so like, I think when I look at my life, I look at that part of my life with, with a lot of judgment. And I get mad. We, we talked about this. We talked about how your dad was like a tiger dad. And I was like, I wish my parents had said, get the fuck out of bed. Mm-hmm. Go fucking do something. Because mm-hmm. you're going to look back on this and you're going to be happy you did. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can be very tough. I'm, I'm not an easy person in that sense where I see like a partner and I'm like, I'm like come on. Mm-hmm. We, you can't be doing this. You got to mm-hmm. get out. You got to get moving. And like, <laughs> I think, I believe in some ways that can be like, a, it's positive to have someone like that. Sometimes and then other times you're like you're just an asshole. Yeah. And you're just making them feel bad for enjoying There their is lives. a balance. I always go, I'm having a mental health day. And Des will be like, It's called the weekend. You don't have to like make it a mental health thing. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just means and also we're always tired during our job. Of course. So like it's a thin line. I also you know how you feel like you're making up for lost time because you were like sitting watching TV? I feel like I never had that time as a kid. Uh-huh. So now I like get rebellious and I'm like, I'm not gonna get out of the couch today and like i'm working yeah i'm working but when um, i get stoned that's kind of the only way that i do it when i get stoned i sometimes hit a point where i'm like oh i'm too high to work right now there's nothing yeah. i could do right now do you write well high sometimes i write a lot of ideas high and then like you come back and only 10 percent of them are good mm-hmm. but it can be challenging because when i get high i get very much like i'll be talking and i'm like wait one second and i have to write it down <laughs> and in my mind i'm like this thought is <laughs> Amazing, but well, I have a lot of. Thoughts. If ten percent are good, you got to write them all. If 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 I was ever like needed to write material, or when I did roast jokes and I had to get outside of the box, I'd always get. High. I would like schedule like tonight's the night I get high yeah. to write my roast jokes. John Marco is so good at roasting. Check out his YouTube videos. No, it, they're fucking funny because I feel like people come at you with the same like musical theater shit, and you're just like, <laughs> and then you just get them like so sure. fucking hard. We were like a musical theater nerd. Shouldn't be saying those things. (laughs) What was the last time you let pride or your ego get in the way of something? This is a tough one. Um, I think in a lot of ways, and this goes in with me, like trying to enjoy other people's greatness more. It's like, I don't feel like I compliment people or like express my admiration for them. Uh, as sincerely as I could because I'm, I'm so overcome with, with the envy of You're it. like, I've never given an authentic compliment in my life. I tell people, but I tell it in that way where I'm like, fuck, dude. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Like, like I, I allow them to see that, that, that envy as opposed to being able to be like, that's incredible. Yeah. That's... That's kind of cor- corny. I feel like comics can't really accept compliments that authentic <laughs> yeah they, they can't but like i still think like there's something in you that like appreciates like even renan saying that thing to me i was like oh i didn't know and maybe i'm wrong but i'm like oh i didn't know you respected me isn't it weird how one comment like saying like oh yeah you kill everyone knows you kill suddenly you have a whole new perspective of like oh wait everyone who i thought was making fun of me in their head thinks i'm amazing and it just really is that story that you're telling yourself based on and these other people don't even aren't even fucking thinking about you most of the time sure but you're walking through you're the main character of your life and you're creating that scene each day of like what's what era are we in what you know, 
the first half, second half, what's happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are we going to die in our sleep tonight? Is this the end? Is this the finale? Sure. I don't want to freak you You're out. Right. Some people can't accept it. I remember once I tried to like, I was drunk and I, I like tried to tell Osama Siddiqui, like I was like, you're... I think you're really incredible. And he was like, whoa, what are we dying here? I'm like, and I was like, okay, 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 okay. No, I was just trying to have a moment. It's all right. It's no, fine. I'll even like compliment a comics t-shirt and they're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> when was the last time you lusted over someone? So besides your girlfriend, do you, <laughs> what the fuck? Do you, I, don't know, I can't answer she's going to be so mad at you. I mean, this is a trap. You can't get out of it. But like, is there a celebrity crush you have? Uh, yes. What was my last celebrity crush i mean it is tough because no matter who it is my girlfriend will not be happy with find someone who looks just like her who's her celebrity just like, like, her, just like another jew <laughs> just, natalie portman <laughs> that, yeah, natalie portman sure no that i think that might be worse it's got to be someone very different or it's got to be like a guy i think she'd be fine if it was like who, who's your jew. male celebrity crush i uh, Ooh, ooh! I there was one recently I thought of. God damn it! It never. I I have. I think with men, there's always a thing where I can't tell. Like, am I attracted to them, or do I want to be them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a thing of like. Yeah. Because listen, I I really do think if I if I had enough of an urge to be with a man that I would want it, that mm -hmm. it would have happened by now. Mm -hmm. There's things about men that like, I just find repulsive. Same. When it gets close, you too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets like closer, like it's just like, ugh. Like, like you start like noticing, like I think people are gross. Yeah. Like there's revulsion with everyone, breath, mm -hmm. smells, farts. And then like, if you're attracted enough, it overcomes it. Yes. But with men, it doesn't overcome it. So like yes. if they get closer, I, I see their mouth and it's like, it's not clean. Yes. Hair. Ugh. Yes. What if I, oh, okay. The, uh, uh, the, the woman in succession. Uh, oh, what's the redhead? Yeah. Yes, Shiv. For sure, Shiv. 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 You know, she's Australian. I do. Which I like do. makes her hotter and more interesting. In yeah. Way. I mean, especially anyone who's a good actor, you're just like... Honestly, w the amount of actors who I thought had English accents, I mean, American accents, and then I find out they're Australian blows my fucking mind. That's why I love award shows. I'm like, that guy's fucking s Swedish. Like that guy's fucking Northern Ireland. Who the... F why well, I did an acting company with a lot of Australians. And it's, it's just very funny because they're part of the reason they're so good at it is their whole media is mostly American. They're consuming it, TV. yeah. And like, I've watched one Australian show in my <laughs> entire life. I'm like, Outback Steakhouse, we're done. <laughs> You're I done. I can't do accents to save my life. That's so I funny. tried, and I was around Australians for like a year, and I was just like, no. 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 I can't do it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's humiliating. I can't do it. Okay, final question. Since you've been attacking hell it's been amazing the devil is happy what advice would you give to the little devils on how to cope with your hell when you're going through it when you're in your darkest time what's your go-to thing to do i think and i find a lot of solace in in the work and i think there's something to be said where like if i'm feeling shitty about the career or or my comedy it's like we'll go and write and and it, it it focuses you on on the doing of the thing as opposed to the final result of the thing. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of joy uh, cracking a joke on my own and being like, "Ooh, I should try that." And that will kind of make me feel good. And mm -hmm. it can be challenging because, like, uh, especially this is having like a partner where she'll come to a show, and I, I've been trying to work on this where I know she's watching, and it's like she must feel anxiety. She does because it's like the next 15 minutes my set is going to determine <laughs> what kind of guy I'm going to be like for the rest of the night. <laughs> and and oh, and there's sometimes where it's hard because if I was single or alone, if I had a bad set, like I could go home and figure out how to deal with it. And sometimes that might mean working. And I think sometimes like if we have like a date night after a show, it can be challenging because after it, I feel anxiety. And I kind of look to her to almost fix it, to make me feel like I'm funny, which mm -hmm. no one can do. Mm -hmm. No one could do. The only two solutions are another set, which might not be there, or like I need a second to go like do the work. And I think that'll take me out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's what I always try to remind myself of when I'm feeling that way. It's like, okay, that's fine. 
that's fine. This is just one night. Go back yeah. to the work. Um, and then I think there's always that reminder of, Pete, there's some weird adage with with show business of like you're only as good as your last performance. And I think that I think like that's a toxic so adage. So toxic. Because I'm like, well, then some nights I should kill myself because I bombed. And there can be a certain degree of like, remember the, the last good show mm -hmm. and how that felt mm -hmm. and just try to kind of come up with some kind of balance also think of all the people who have seen you the last time they saw you that's how you are in their heads you can't keep thinking of your last performance like that's too fucking complicated and it makes no sense also i did not have a great set last night because there was like all these people who were at a band concert that just like came over and were sitting in the front and like thought they were funny yeah. and by the end like and making comments like just heckling the whole time that like obviously the rest of the people were like there was no way to crush that and, yeah and not everyone's gonna love you i think that's the other thing where sometimes it's like you have you murder all the time and i have to be cognizant of this because like i will adjust to audiences mm -hmm. which i think is okay to a degree but yeah. it's like not everyone's gonna like you mm -hmm. again like i think i think it was recently where i had that thought where i'm trying to and it feels childish to say but just like the idea of like oh i have to watch other good people and enjoy it where i i walk through my favorite comic, Anthony Jeselnik, and I'm like, oh, he's on shows where everyone is murdering. There's no way when he's on a show with John Mulaney or Earthquake mm -hmm. that they're not doing amazingly, mm -hmm. but he's still amazing. Mm -hmm. So I can be good well, if I want to show with the other good people. There are people in the crowd. You cannot just, you want to be remembered. So there'll be people in the crowd who will connect to your shit in a type of way based on their, their lens from their own life experiences that you can't fucking control. Yeah. Wow, we really got to the bottom of life here. <laughs> but I also think what you said when you say to, to you're not trying to just be Kim K and be like, get your ass up and work. But the fact is, is if you just sit in your anxiety and get frozen in it, that's all you feel. But shit is always moving. You'll have another set. You have more jokes that you can write. And it's just remember that everything's always moving. And that's what is good about stand up, at least, is like you get to do it so much. Mm -hmm. We're like acting is acting is brutal I mean acting is brutal because you just don't know when the next show is or mm -hmm. maybe if you're in a play that's one thing but otherwise like you do something bad you don't know when you're coming back stand up is 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 like a craft where you really just get to do it again and again and again and that's comforting John Marco where can people find you what are the goods give me everything since we're listening to a podcast, The Downside is my podcast, The Downside, which Marcus Cereza, you've been on it. It was mm -hmm. a great episode. Mm -hmm. And it's just, a, it's, it's a, we interview guests, but we talk, we talk about the negatives. Mm. And it, it becomes very Jewish. A lot yes. of Jews have come on. Yes. Uh, I'm Jewish. And we just, we dive into the things they're feeling bad about. And we complain in a fun way. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if I was going to do a weekly thing, it would have to be in that space. Have to be in a negative energy. And then otherwise, find me on social media. It's at your Marco Cerezi on all the things. Mm -hmm. And when you go there, you can sign up for either the, the, my texting list or the email list. I'm torn all around the country. Uh, really, truly, for real this time. Not just Pennsylvania. <laughs> and uh, come see me live. I got a monthly show in New York called The Silver Lining at Sesh Comedy Club the first Sunday of every month. Uh, but sign up for those things and just come see me live because that's where... I Best. love it. I highly recommend, especially if you're in, you're in New York City, he'll be there and he'll be in other places too. And yeah, thanks so much for listening and hell today, guys. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>